0: Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stella & Dot Family Brands, and this is my brand new podcast, Self-Made. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Self-Made Podcast. This is kind of fun and a first because I am actually looking at my guest for the first time. We're doing this over Zoom with the video. It's novel. And frankly, I don't know why I don't do all podcasts interviewed this way. There's just more energy, especially when you have as a guest, Aaron Gargan King, who has the best smile on the planet. Your energy is infectious <laughs> and your information is potent, which is why I am so very grateful that you are here to drop your wisdom on uh, self-made podcast listeners like you did for us at the Ever Beauty Summit, which is how I met Aaron at Stellan Up Brands skincare brand invited Erin to coach on her expertise. And that is on social media and how to break through the noise. And honestly, I think for a lot of people, first, so I'm going to tell you about how cool Erin is. And then I'm going to ask you questions. So just in case you have any doubt, she's been hired by seriously legit people. And she sold her first two companies, Jump Digital Media and PMS.com, which makes me laugh out loud. So I I just have to ask you more about that. It was featured in Forbes Uh, and all before the age of 30. So clearly a hustler, not a slackler, getting things done. And then you launched a socialite agency, which is an award-winning social media marketing firm. And you've been hired by the likes of the Oscars, ABC, Disney television, Nelson Mandela's Legacy of Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, Visa, Hitachi, Siemens, Abbott Laboratories. So I feel like we're getting, and, and the Navy SEALs, right? And, or not the Navy SEALs, just the Navy. The and Navy. I guess SEALs listened to or, or helped. <laughs> but so, And what you help people do is how you have a brand and how you leverage uh, different techniques to break through the noise in the modern marketplace. So- mm-hmm. I think we're probably all wondering, did you get to go to the Oscars? Yes,
1: I did. You did? Yes. (laughs) However, I was the worst red carpet person of all time because I'm a reader. I'm not like a TV movie person, really. And so I kept sending back photos to my team of Jennifer Aniston and Cameron Diaz. And my entire team's like, "Aaron, that is not Cameron Diaz it's not Jennifer Aniston. I was sending the wrong picture back. So eventually all of my girls were like, you know what? You just go backstage. Let us do
0: this. So I ended up swapping with them. That would be me. Them. That would actually be me. I, I'm not, I'm not good at that. Um, okay. A so fail. let me, so tell me this in your own words, what, what gift do you have to give in your wisdom for people who are trying to build their own gig, their own small business and trying to advance themselves through learning how to market in a modern world?
1: Mm. You know, it's so much more challenging these days, as you know firsthand, because there's so many more so many more paths and ways that that brands and associations and products can go direct to their customer and their consumer and so it's sort of inverting the traditional marketing paradigm of perfectly polished marketing messages and perfectly polished narratives to becoming this really real raw stripped-down communication style which is good and bad right from a consumer standpoint they're getting a lot more um, authenticity around the message behind the brand they're looking for brands that align with the purpose. They're looking to hear what their friends really think about products and services before they're buying. And so it's really a wild west at this point. So even from just 5 or 10 years ago, from when you were doing Wedding Channel, right? So I think that the biggest key for entrepreneurs and small businesses that are trying to figure out what is my game plan is to figure out what is your story. I think a lot of times we're going out there and we're talking about products and services and we sort of skip over the why, which is why I believe what you are doing is so, so electric and people are so drawn to it because people know your story, that you built a company that you wanted to work for yourself that didn't exist. And so that's what everyone jumped on board with because they're like, I see her. I am her. I want to join in this tribe. So I feel like that's kind of the first step that a lot of entrepreneurs forget is the origin story you have can be told through your social media, through your branding. And when you skip that step, it's just really difficult to digitally differentiate yourself from everyone else that maybe is selling a similar product.
0: Well, Erin, I think what you're saying applies in the offline world too. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, and I think, and and, and I'm going to ask you about this because I think for a lot of people that think about being a small business, like that is scary enough. Actually, I joke, I jokingly often speak at women's conferences and it talks about like women in business, women entrepreneurship. I'm like, we can drop the woman part because just it's super hard to be an entrepreneur, period. Absolutely. So, yes. We can have, we're can. we going to have challenges no matter what the adversity is. And, 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 but your, your gender is only one of the many, many issues that you're gonna Amen. Yeah. And and so when I think about marketing, marketing coming up with your own story can give be enough of something that would give someone anxiety, whether they work for themselves or they're just trying to sell and just, you know, again, reach customers. Mm-hmm. But then you add this layer of social media on top. Mm-hmm. And I think depending on if you're a digital native, how comfortable you are with social media. I mean, I've watched my daughters who are 13 and 16. And Instagram is thinking about taking away the light counter because it gives kids anxiety, right? So it doesn't even matter what generation you're in and how savvy you are. Is there something about this digital nature that it makes it even more nerve-wracking to tell your story? Because I, I almost want you to take us down to the beginning. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. I want to yeah. tell my story. I want to connect with people. But frankly, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm terrified. Like, so right. <laughs> how right. would I do that? Well, I'm going to explain how to find your
1: story by sharing a story. How about that? So, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> so, one of my dearest oldest friends from back when we were wearing sweatpants with words in the butt in college I'm talking, you know, Uggs with jean skirts level old friend. Um, she and I um, were working for an organization, a television broadcast company, and she was killing it. At 27, she had already leapfrogged her way up through the organization. She was driving the fancy car, she bought a house when she was like 27 in Baltimore City, she was killing it. And she met this guy, they were dating for like six months and she accidentally found herself uh, pregnant. And so she didn't know what to do. She wasn't sure which road to take. And she ultimately decided to move in with this guy, start a family, um, and quit her job because she wanted to be there for raising her new daughter, Maddie, who's now 10. And she really struggled for the first couple of years. She kind of lost her identity. She lost her her, her nickname Sarge, her Sarginess. She's like 5'1", very bossy, very stompy, kind of gal, just big personality. She's awesome. And so she kind of lost her Sarge and she lost her way. And so she found this direct selling company. And when she first started with them, she was just desperate to find who she was again, have her own income. She really believed in the mission of the products of this company. And so what she ended up doing was kind of from desperation, just sort of shouting with the caps lock and hitting everybody up. And like, I was her maid of honor and I unfollowed her. You know, my mom was following her. Like people that love her and wanted her to do well were just, she rubbed us the wrong way. And so we got in the only fight of our entire, relationship over her approach with this new company, because she was trying to act like everything was perfect. Everything was great. And this, this company had just solved everything. And it wasn't true. She was struggling. Mm -hmm. We sat down and I was like, I Sarge, let's just tell the real story that you're, 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 starting something new, that you're scared, but that you know it's worked for you and you know it can work for others. Let's just peel back the BS and show up and turn up that dial of authenticity and be who you are. Tell people your story, that you were in corporate and that you sort of had choice made for you. And you're rolling with the punches as best you can. You're taking what life's handing you and you are making lemonade and you're doing it. So just tell your real story. You don't have to be perfect online. And she was terrified, but she started telling her story and being really clear about sort of the fact that she loved being a mom, but it wasn't exactly plan a for her, you know, and she was adapting her life and she was just really real and raw and honest and women responded to her. And within three years, she went from annoying everyone and getting blocked by everyone to now to this day. Up she she worked her way up. She has over a thousand women reporting up to her in this organization. She's making more money than her husband. She looks great. She has her sergeness back. She's incredibly happy. So and inspiring so women because she found her story and had the guts to actually say, you know, I'm not this perfect mom. Life isn't perfect. Here's where I am and and it's great. And and so what path are you on? And if you're if you're in a situation that you'd know you were going to be in, that's okay. You got this and women just loved it
0: because it, it was real, you know. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Okay. So she, and was she already was, I love, first of all, I love her name and the description. You're a very good storyteller. So I feel like we're in good hands right now, learning how to tell our story <laughs> with from you because I can see Sarge, like she's one. she's feisty. I love this woman. And you're right. I love her even more when I know that she's not perfect because then I just trust her because life yes. is not perfect. Yes. Right? That's just a false fantasy. And it's actually one of the things that I want to always debunk when I talk about people starting business or what expectations are like we are just real talkers because yes. <laughs> you don't want to set people up to fail because when they're trying to get inspired by you and then they try to do what that you do and then they feel lost because it's not happening you, you know mm-hmm. you kind of got to share some of, of the real talk behind it absolutely so, okay so you've just told us to be authentic what other tips do you have to you know how to how to how to get out there and connect. Yeah, so I always like to preach uh, this thing I
1: call the power hour, which sounds like um, the drinking game you played in college, much different. The power hour is 30 minutes of online and 30 minutes of offline. And this, Mm -hmm. sorry, on profile and off profile. So 30 minutes on your own profile a day and 30 minutes on everyone else's profile. Because I think oftentimes when I work with brands, whether it's finance and real estate and these Fortune 100 legacy companies or with direct sellers or entrepreneurs, it is industry agnostic that we find ourselves spending more time on our own profile than we do on others. And so... If you take your power hour and break it out with you know, your first 30 minutes, you start with your own feed and let's say your stories if you're on Instagram or if you're using Facebook, whatever your, your platform is. So I look at your, your feed as sort of your best foot forward. You think about it like a first date or a job interview. You're, you're putting forward your, your, your best outfit, your best photography, your best stories. And then your, the, the second part of that is your, your, the stories, the ephemeral content, disappearing content. Now that is a little bit more real and raw and what's really happening. And Jessica, you do an awesome job with your stories because you are so real. You are just showcasing everything that's happening. You're, you know, you're doing fun shopping. You're with your friends, you're with your family, you're doing wine, you're doing your fun dance moves with the Kentucky Derby thing, that boomerang that you did, which was awesome. So that's sort of people get to know you a little bit better and who you really are and sort of your everyday personality, the little moments, right? So those kind of are how I look at the difference of the dial of authenticity from your profile feed to your stories it's kind of the balance there you can exist at that intersection of both. Then the other half of your hour the last 30 minutes is a lot of what I call off platform work. So your off platform work are things like conscious custom commenting taking time to Wait, say go that on, again conscious custom- conscious custom commenting Okay, tell me more. So, conscious, know custom, what that means. <laughs> conscious custom commenting is not just random acts of content, random drive by, uh, you know, fire emojis, hundred emojis, lady in red dress emoji. It's not just thoughtless, you know, sprinkling of love, but it's really taking time to go through your newsfeed. And ideally, you are following the people that you want to bring into your tribe and tell your story to and share your experiences with. And you're looking at what they're posting about, what they're psyched about what's relevant to them. And you're starting with them and you're really giving them a moment of coming from a place of really strong intentionality to start a relationship, right? Coming from a place of serving, not selling, being real, wanting to open a relationship. You go by their profile, you see what they're posting. That's the conscious part. The custom part is you make it very specific to them. So let's say, for example, if you were posting from the Ever Beauty Summit, And I saw you doing the super fun boomerang with like your awesome outfit. Instead of saying 100 fire emoji, I want to make it really custom to you. I would say something like, um, Jessica, you know, you were so incredible when you were talking about X. Um, love your, you know, shoes. Are they from wherever? And, you know, you inspired me. You know, your book was so great. Just making it really specific to you and not just, girl, you rock, right? So really custom. And then really living in the comments is the key because a lot of times we spend so much time in our DMs. We're always sending mm-hmm. out these messages and it's kind of like drive-by DMs. It's like knocking on someone's house, uh, at the door of their house these people don't really do that very often. It can feel a little bit invasive sometimes because our inbox is sort of our private, you know, zone with our friends. And so it can feel a little bit aggressive um, to do it too soon. So the comments is more like the family room and the inbox is more like the bedroom, right? You want to keep it in sort of the, the general area where everyone's welcome to engage, interact. And the beauty of conscious custom commenting is every time that you are sharing the love with people on their posts on their profiles, you're ensuring that you're being relevant. You're making them feel good. You're boosting them up and not dragging them down. And the third thing is you're not just getting in front of them, but you're also getting in front of whoever else is following them. So you kind of check all these great boxes to start to get out beyond your existing
0: sphere of influence. Okay. You're a genius. I love your energy. And I think you may be a fast talker that's fast more fast in speaking than me, and I, <laughs> that just never happens. Everyone's like, "You talk so fast!" I'm like, "That's you know, come on, keep, keep up." You are really fast talkers. So I want to break down and repeat some of the things that I felt like I was like, "Aha, okay." Could I just? I want to be honest. We sure. talk about I'm going to do. When you told me to spend an hour a day on social media, I might have cried and died a little bit inside. Okay. But as a busy mom and as a working, you know, CEO, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm supposed to be doing that for an hour a day. Like, and I, I by the way, have been terrible at like posting lately. And I, it's kind of odd. Like I feel guilty. Like I'm not doing, like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> like I, and I need to do it. I need to post. And then I, I think that's why like stories better because I'm like, Oh, I didn't really wash my hair today. Like, do I really want to take a picture? Like yeah. I'm with so much pressure. So I, I do enjoy stories more. Um, but then we like the idea that I need to go spend a half an hour. I was like, Oh God, what am I going to do with that? So let's just break that down for people. Yeah, And then I want to go back to the whole living room, family room. Cause I love this idea I think this is genius so I what you're saying is okay so let's take an example of a person who has a business okay yeah. and and now we'll just make it simple and like I have a business and you you were there you already know it so we sell clean skincare so if you're a person who's a rep for our brand one of our ambassadors and you want to help reach out to other people you're gonna be posting on your own and I kind of think people talk a lot about that they get that they know that they should like take a picture of themselves and put it on their feed or do their stories. What you're talking about is like, they're supposed to go spend another half an hour, like following who? who would, who would that be? How would I go by hashtags?
1: Like what what do I do? Okay. So it doesn't have to be an hour. So that's just what, that's like a power hour because it can be, (laughs) the idea really is that, you know, I say power hour because I talk about social, I build my business on social. That's where I get my clients. That's where I build my tribe. So for me, I'm, I'm spending a lot more time than the average bear on social media. Um, but when you look at the hour, the point is, is that you want to be spending however much time you're spending on your own profile. So for me, I take a, about thirty minutes to create content throughout the day. I'm telling stories. I'm, you know, creating these posts. You know, my blog, everything. So. I want to be spending as much time on my own profile as I am on other people's. That's the big takeaway. That's it's the point. Okay. Only spending 20 minutes or 10 minutes, five on you, five
0: on, on everyone else, 10 on you, 10 on someone else, right? But, it, and what you're saying is conscious. Like I can, if yeah. you can tell me, it, great, I can spend time on Instagram going like this, like, and just sort of <laughs> scrolling my life away. But if you're saying, okay, so I'm in a clean skincare business, I, who am I consciously, con- I'm looking for customers. The conscious part and the searching for the people that I want to follow and comment it, it, who is that yeah. is, it, is it my target customer is that who you mean people who i want to then follow me back and engage with me yes so the idea is that
1: we want people to you want to pull them in we don't want to always be pushing and and in a lot of the different companies whether you're selling skincare or selling software it is still the numbers game right they're sending 10 gosh. 15 exactly so and i always say if you're still playing the numbers game in the age of social media that your days are numbered because there's way too much information out there to just be spraying and praying. So it's it's this idea of migrating from always pushing and pitch slapping and showing up in everyone's inbox with an offer and instead trying to cultivate real relationships. So if you're selling clean skincare, this might be your warm connections. This might be your friends of friends. This might be your... If you... Um, like. I live in Laguna Beach. So I... If I was selling skincare locally, I would... Yeah, I would use some hashtags. I would look and see... Look at who is hanging out in... Lido Village, where there's all kinds of health and wellness places mm. and beautiful shopping boutiques. And and I would just look at these friends of my friends, you know, who are, who's commenting on my friends' posts and who are, who are they? What are they about? And it's not about going down this rabbit hole so much as being aware that there's a difference between consuming and creating. And so when you are scrolling down the black hole of Instagram, you can also be... As you're scrolling through and absorbing everyone's lives, you can be contributing these moments and trying to open up these buying conversations. The idea is not to like get them to DM you and say, tell me more about your skincare line. All you're doing is trying to communicate Mm -hmm. enough that they're like, well, who's Jessica? Who is this gal? Now they're going to your profile. Like we all do. If we see a funny, interesting comment from someone, we're like, well, who is that? Who's Sarah? We could look at their profile and then when they get there now full circle because you're spending your time with your best foot forward, with your polished news feed. Then they're seeing you and saying, well, this is interesting. I'll give her a follow. It's that reciprocity that is so powerful that when you make someone feel good about what they're posting, they can't help but come back and check you out. So it's it's a way to sort of cultivate those relationships and attract them to check you out and at least be curious about you versus just sending messages to someone's inbox, they ignore you, and then the party's over.
0: Okay. You know what? I love so many things you're saying and I'm learning a lot, honestly. And it's making me feel like I'm so glad I'm listening to you (laughs) because I believe that intentionality is going to get you better results no matter what. And then we spend so much of our time uh, just doing things. And we tell ourselves that if we're not getting the results we want, it's because this thing doesn't work versus saying... What is the nuance of how I'm doing this thing mm-hmm. and using my time to produce quality results? So, and and then you think to yourself, well, I'm not good at that, or that's not for me, or you know, it, I, this is a waste. And, and and with social media, I think that it it has this this like anything else in life. If you want to get quality out of it, you have to put be disciplined about what you're doing there and mm-hmm. what level of effort you're putting in and and the quality results. So you're saying I'm scrolling, but I'm being authentic back, not just in my Mm -hmm. own stories, but with other people. You're not like a silent stalker. You're you're engaging. And that's actually what social media is. Because I think when people can think like, that's kind of weird. Like if you don't know someone, you're going to start like commenting on their things. But what you're telling us is that is not weird. That is a cultural norm.
1: Well, if it's someone that is in Ohio and you live in California and you have nothing in common, that's definitely weird. And you also, and also, there's. Think about it like like the Salesforce CRM, right? Think of like green, yellow, red. There's like levels. Okay, so red would be like commenting on someone from Ohio's post from two years ago that you had nothing in common with, and then going to their house. That's the soccer zone.
0: (laughs) I can see what you're wearing right now. I love the dress and see through window. No, (laughs) like
1: the yellow zone is like medium, right? That would be. Um, commenting on someone's post from like a long time ago that you met like one time maybe the green zone are the people that are in your network whether it's colleagues neighbors it's your warm connections it's, it's thinking more like a farmer that you're cultivating relationships versus a hunter where you're always trying to land the bullseye
0: out the gate so it's just you some have more so many good analogies like these are so many metaphors I should say these are like so good right. that may i'd rather be a farmer than a hunter right Hunter's a hunter i it's just because he grew up in Reno and it's like what you do. And I had to overlook it to marry him, but I, oh he's gosh. an amazing person, but he does have, and I, and I do, you'd rather, and I think there's also something about a farmer. It's like, you have to be patient. You don't like throw the seeds out there and be like, there's no flowers. You're like, yes. okay, I'm going to water it. I'm going to take a whole season and I'm going to cultivate and then mm-hmm. let them germinate. And then I will sow, you know, the seed, by seeds. And so yes. I, I do think that is a really great analogy.
1: Yeah, and it's, what's interesting is that, like to your point, you know, they might come follow you and they're checking you out, and maybe they don't comment on the first couple of stories or the first couple of posts. But creepy or not, we all know people on social media that we follow that over time we weirdly feel like we know them, so whether really. or not that's cool or not. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, they post that one post, and you find yourself. Opting in, you find yourself saying yes because you've gotten to know this person on a real level, and that's why the the authenticity component is so important. About yes, be your best self on your newsfeed, but then yes, be your real self on your stories. And I think existing at the intersection of both is really important.
0: And so, when people ask you, you know, how do you digitally differentiate yourself and and to attract more sales targets without face to face, is it authenticity, or are there any other tricks?
1: Yes. So whenever you're creating content, people always see the, we all do this, right? We all see the little blinking cursor, whether it's an email or a text message or a post. And we're like, what do we write? (laughs) What do we type? What do we say? What do we do? And there's sort of this, this moment of, of panic that even I have when I'm looking at content. And so what I always try to ask myself, and this question has changed everything for me and my clients, is I start by asking myself, am I answering the question of why I'm interrupting this person's day? Because we have so much happening. And so it's like, is this worth interrupting someone's day for, right? Like, like if they're going through their feed, is this going, how is this going to make them feel? Is this going to evoke an eye roll? Is it going to evoke even worse indifference, being ignored? Or is it going to make them respond in some way? Is it going to, you know, like this is so dumb, but I just saw this thing like a half hour ago. This gal that I follow, I met her at a conference one time. Again, I feel like I know her. Her name's Liz White. She teaches uh, NLP. Uh, neurolinguistic programming techniques. And she's like this really beautiful, organic, stylish gal that it's just like she's goals all around. And she just posted this thing about how you can order the holiday drink at Starbucks without all the calories if you ask for you know the one pump of this and this trick. And there's this thing called cold foam. Regardless, she gave this whole like fun little recipe for if you want to have like the naughty holiday drink without all the calories, here's the recipe. And I was like, this is so helpful. I am getting this tomorrow. It's just a dumb little thing, but just adding value to my newsfeed in that way and not nice. just saying, buy my program, buy my book, buy my stuff, right? So I think it's just asking yourself, you know, if you're offering that value, whether it's a great story, an inspiring story, something funny. I mean, people love DIY. They love how-to. I mean, all the content that your teams share, talking about styling outfits and inspiration. Like, as you can see, I'm not very stylish. I still wear like, I mean, this is a, a plaid shirt and I'm wearing high tops. Like, I have I, I, I need help with style. Selling that stylist can hook you up with some accessories. <laughs> Don't you want to <laughs> Amazing. But so that kind of inspo, I mean, it's, it's really asking ourselves, you know, when you stop your scroll, when you stop your scroll, why? Being intentional about what's getting through to you mm-hmm. can help you inform what's going to get through to them.
0: Mm-hmm. That, is, that is great advice. And it's really, it's simple, right? It is obvious and it makes total sense. And I, I do that too. When I do a speaking event, I often like, Think about the number of people that are out there. And, and I mean, you speak a lot. Some of you do this. And I think to myself, okay, I'm about to consume like 7,000 hours of human life. I'm <laughs> never getting it back. Is it <laughs> going to be worth it? Like, is this going to be you know, value out on the planet? So I do think now that might be like kind of a high bar to put on yourself or social media, but I get your point. If you want it to be effective, mm-hmm. you always have to be about what am I giving and and who is and who cares and why, right? And yeah. Value.
1: And not just putting more out there of what is already out there too. Because a lot of times, because we haven't been doing this very long, I mean, social media and phones all in, 13.5 years old. That's freshman in high school old. Okay. Freshman in high that's school. crazy. We were, that's I crazy, mean, right? I mean, think about that. I mean, when you were a freshman in high school, you were probably really cool and popular, but I was really nerdy and like <laughs> a loser. So like, I remember being like imitating everyone else or trying to see what-
0: Oh, it's so awkward right it's so bad as you have no idea who you are Yes, you're very uncomfortable. You're frankly probably inauthentic because you exactly. just are just trying to fit in and survive. And you're copying people, just like that's how we are on social media. People this see good, what people are
1: doing, and we're like, again, with the analogy, right? And one. so just you know, be more like. I mean, I love this story from your book, which I just finished. Um, the last there's a story at the end. We talk about you were you were launching something in London, and one of the uh, lawyers was telling you to not be so American and to dial back your Jessica ness so that they, the British wouldn't be too put. Off by yes. your like aggressive styling techniques, and then you basically started that, and then you said, "You know what? Screw it! I'm gonna be myself." And that's when you sold like eighteen thousand dollars of product <laughs> in three days. It's some crazy awesome success because you were like, "You know what? I'm just gonna be myself. That's all you can be." And honestly, with social media, don't try to be like your favorite influencer. Don't try to be like whoever is the the person you report to. Just like you do you. You know, and that, and that's really that that your story.
0: No one has your story. So if you stick with that, you can't go wrong. Well, you just named one of my mantras and sort of our company philosophy. We're a platform for people and it's all about you do you, sharing your passion, your way, your pace, your efforts, your goals. But I want to hear, I'm going to ask you your mantra. So this is like a little primer for you to get prepared in a second. But first I want to ask you, you told us what we should do. Yeah. And is there anything that is like a a mistake that we should just, whatever you do, don't do this?
1: On social media? Mm -hmm. I would, well... The number one mistake we all make, and this is why I talked about the View Summit a little bit, was that we talk about ourselves twice as much online as we do offline. So we tend to be really focused on broadcasting all about us. And, and you know, people say, well, what else are you going to show? I mean, it's my phone. It's my life. I'm going to show when I'm at an event. I'm going to show when I'm on vacation. I'm going to show when I'm at dinner. And that's great. However, going back to this idea of adding value, just mm-hmm. the big mistake is I'm uploading a photo of Jessica and I having drinks. In in san francisco here's a photo of jessica and i having drinks in san francisco duh we can see that from the photo so we want the the big correction people can make is to be really really specific and creative about mm. sharing what we can't see from the photo what was jessica's super mic drop moment insight what was you know sarah's hilarious joke that she shared what was the big breakthrough what was the takeaway you know shoot what was the best thing you ordered you know what was what was the delicious wine where was it from i mean just offer something that they can't see from the photo cuz the big mistake is we're just saying here's me and this this is me and this is me doing me. And people that are scrolling are like, well, great. It doesn't really help me, does it? <laughs> right? So that, I would say that's the one thing that people is, can you correct. That's a very easy change to make.
0: So give me an example of how you change a caption or you know, to make it more outward focused rather than self-centric
1: yeah well what i try to do is i try to use the word you more than the word i which at first feels very awkward but when you start to force yourself to use the word you it flips your focus and flips your script to being self-serving to being audience serving so for example um like if uh, like I, I was at an event last week and instead of just being like here i am at the event and it was great and i was here and i i I, and more about me and no one cares right instead of doing that what i i posted was i said you know you know, imagine that you went to an event thinking it was going to be like every other event now imagine that you were sitting there and you met this person and they and you go into a kind of a story and that now the person if, if they've ever been to an event or going to an event or just came from an event mm-hmm. they can see themselves walking in your shoes a little bit so your post isn't just I'm at a cool event and you're not right it's it's more like here's what happened and so the person is thinking well that's interesting because you're flipping the focus to them and you're drawing them in you know have you ever so there you are are. Um, even just adding more questions into your posts. And um, if you want more engagement at the end, instead of just saying, what do you think? Which is, is good. It's better than not asking what they think. But open-ended questions have the lowest engagement. So just saying, you know, what's your idea? Or what are you doing this weekend? Mm-hmm. Or... Open ended questions are really tough because now that's a lot of work. Like the person has to think about a really smart answer, a really creative response. Is it good enough? And remember, we're all scrolling when we should be doing something else, right? So we're just mindlessly scrolling. So make sure that if you're going to ask for their opinion to get engaged, which is really important, that it's a yes or a no, an A or a B, a black or a white, and then we just can't help ourselves but weigh in.
0: That is, you are so filled with amazing tips. You are incredible. So I can't wait to actually hear. Your mantra, because we have done a couple mantra podcasts and people really enjoy them. It's just that guiding force, you know, that you live by. And you, I think you have the best personality. I would love to have drinks with you in San Francisco. You have like such great energy. So <laughs> oh, tell great. us your mantra. Well, I have two. I have two. Can I have, can I have two? Yes, okay. Yes, you okay. one okay. kind of Extra. I can tell
1: you get two. Uh, sorry. Okay. So the one is, um, it's it's. I always try to have an attitude of gratitude. So that's my, my bottom line. So when anything's happening, something's happening, you're just like, attitude of gratitude. Thank you for this. This, this is not a challenge. This is a gift, right? This is, this is not. You know, all technology failing before the podcast. This is just <laughs> getting us geared up for even better conversation face to face, right? You're, you're kind of that's right, isn't it? And it turned out to be. I'm so glad, right? Boom. That, that's the, the kind of the overarching one that I, I like to go to. And then my sort of sassier mantra when I'm feeling um, whether I'm just feeling insecure about something, or if I'm going on stage to an audience that I feel is much smarter than me, which is a lot. Um, you know, if I'm going to like a, a finance audience or a fin tech audience, I'm like, I, this is out of my league. I don't belong here. And I tell myself those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. And Mm -hmm. so it sort of allows me to just free the free the worry of what someone thinks about you. And it's like, your people mm-hmm. are going to like you and you're going to find them. And if they don't like you, they're not your people anyway. So screw it. <laughs> right. It kind of gives you that little edge of like, I'm going to do me and I'm going to have fun. <laughs> so.
0: Like You've got, like, I think you've got some Sarge in you. I think you've got some Sarge. <laughs> 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 so I, I want to just thank you so much for being here. And actually we're, we're launching and extending the self-made podcast into self-made university where we can awesome. help people find courses to take some Action on some of these things. I think you should teach a course because you're so you're so good at this. Um, I want to then give. I'm gonna. I want you to tell people where they can find you so they can follow you and just. Just know you like you're their new bestie because they you're so cool.
1: That would be so fun. I'm an instagrammer Um, uh, i'm on an hour a day, which is I know that sounds disgusting, but it's my business But you can find me at um at erin gargan king And i'm actually I am launching a course, uh, the second week of december So I will be updating some details around that Um, it's going to be the social media sprint So a five-day challenge of how Ooh. you can accelerate your social before the holidays
0: Ooh, that's a great one. Okay. That sounds really good. And so, and Gargan, just FYI, everybody is with two A's. There's no O in there. And okay. So we at Selfmade believe that you need to take action because you can sit there and you can listen to somebody who's got all kinds of awesome ideas. And I love that you are doing this five-day challenge on on elevating social before the holidays. Mm -hmm. Can you give our listeners a challenge? Like they're going to be listening to this, And is there something they can go do right now to take action Mm -hmm. that would get their toe in the water, especially if they're afraid of getting it all right or being too perfect or doing all this? What could they just go do to take action that would help them grow? Okay. Well, I love that challenge,
1: by the way, because to your point, the 30,000 foot view is great, but what do I do when I get off this podcast and I'm fired yes. up? So I love that. Um, so I would say the, the most important thing is that you might be working smarter, not harder on social media. And we all know social media can be a huge time suck. And we don't want to go down the scrolling black hole of wh- where did that 20 minutes just go? Why am I looking at homegirl? And now I'm going down this this thing. And like, who is this person? I know who this person is. Why do I care? So it can be a really big time suck, or it can be a great way to get you pumped for the day, build your business, stay in touch with people that you care about. So the big thing you can do right now when we get off this podcast is to clean up your newsfeed. Sure. So go Good. through your feed. And if there is someone... In your newsfeed that you are like, this person is, you know, they're they're doing the weird attention getting posts where they want you to kind of feel sorry for them, or it's someone that makes you feel insecure about yourself for whatever reason, or you have a Bragosaurus in there. Whoever is in your news feed where you just scroll by, like, why am I following this person? Just mute them, mute their conversations. You don't have to unfollow them if, if you don't want to hurt their feelings, but just mute them so that you're you're really internalizing and taking in the type of content that is lifting you up and the type of people that can impact your business. Because what we take in from our phones, it shows up in real life. And -hmm. so we have to be really careful what we're taking in and the easiest way to protect your heart and your mind and your soul and your spirit is to make sure that what you're absorbing in that feed Mm -hmm. is the goods.
0: That is such good advice. Erin, it has been an utter delight having you. So thank you so much. So until next week, my friends, remember that you are self-made.